Welcome to the Brave Parenting Podcast, an examination of the Bible and how parents can apply God's word to raising kids in a culture saturated with media and technology. We look at everyday issues from a biblical worldview so that you can trust the sufficiency of scripture and apply its truth to your life as you raise and disciple your kids. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. Welcome to today's show. We're going to be talking about the Disney dilemma. And the dilemma is really the question of how much you accept or reject Disney and all that that is implied in Disney because they have made their sort of political and ideological stance very clear. And the line that they've drawn in the sand is completely antithetical to the Christian worldview and many would argue is actually bad or dangerous or unhealthy for children. Yeah, I think, Kel, this is a difficult episode because we don't have time to dive into like the bigger issues at hand. So ultimately, we're just going to be focusing right on like the Disney Plus streaming platform along with its subsidiary companies that Disney owns. And we're going to be asking ourselves some questions whether or not, one, it's where you should spend your time and money. And two, if you want your children exposed to their progressive agendas, right? Yeah. Yeah, that really is it. Is We're not going to try and decide for you, but we're just going to hopefully um, ask some questions and maybe expose some things that you didn't know um, about this, just kind of putting all the thoughts here in one place, um, just Mm -hmm. so we can think biblically about Disney. What role does it have in our lives? I know you and I talked, Disney, of course, played a huge role in our lives as we grew up. And, And it probably already has played a role in your life as you have raised your own children. Um, so again, we're not imploring you to boycott or speak out or anything like that against Disney, but these are decisions that we personally need to make as mm-hmm. Christ followers, um, honoring God with mm-hmm. how we are spending our time, our money, and how we're raising our children. So with that said, um, because we don't have time to go really deep into the why Disney is doing this, um, we're going to help you gain some greater, greater clarity by suggesting some podcasts and books. Um, and also we'll link them in the show notes to really just help guide your further learning if you desire that. So, um, but just to kind of broach the topic, let's talk about what really is going on. Maybe you don't know. Um, the line that Disney has sort of drawn in the sand um, is, you know, it kind of started back in the spring of this year, 2022. Um, Disney acted under the pressure of some of their really left-wing employees and a lot of their liberal leaders, and they publicly voiced um, not only opposition, but some outrage to the Florida Bill HB 1557 that prohibited the teaching of gender and sexuality to young elementary students. Now, when we say young, we're talking kindergarten to third grade. Yeah. And these teachers weren't allowed to teach the subject. If the students asked questions, they were allowed to dialogue. But it was one of those things like, this is not going to be taught in our schools, which is Mm -hmm. pretty basic, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. But the bill, um, kind of Disney rejected it. And then the bill was really mislabeled, don't say gay. And that's what Mm -hmm. everybody in the media called it, even though it really had nothing about not saying the word gay. It was Mm -hmm. just literally that they weren't able to teach on the topic. So a Newsweek magazine opinion article that I found. Um, you know, I thought this was a really great point. He said, you know, the Florida governor and the GOP are not trying to turn the clock back to the 1950s while the rest of the country has moved on. They are actually really in tune with much of mainstream America. 
which is rejecting some of the, the left's um, demonization of those who think parents should actually be in charge of kids' education and that sex education, including what we would call like indoctrination about gender and homosexuality, just isn't appropriate for a kindergarten student. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. since uh, Disney's public opposition, uh, there's been right, tons, <laughs> tons of media exposure on this. There was even um, sort of an expose done um, that's come out through former employees who've left the company, revealing that there is a exact, like there is a specific agenda to push queerness um, throughout all Disney companies. And um, they've even came out and said that they've removed all gender stereotypes from the, their parks. So what that means is no longer if they were doing a show, they'll no longer say ladies and gentlemen or boys and girls. And they will no longer call girls princesses. Which wow. if you go to a park, right? I remember bringing... Oh gosh, I guess she was probably 16. Um, my oldest, who I adopted at 15, that was one of her um, adoption kind of celebration was we went to Disney. And mm-hmm. this is a girl who's never been able to go to Disney or anything like that. She um, had a rough, rough childhood. And it, all she wanted to do was wait in line for every princess mm. at 16 years old. And those princesses meant a lot to her. And I think to myself, how, you know, like to not be like, Think of yourself like they're identifying with these, with these yeah. girls, with these princesses, and they're sort of just taking that all away. So all those gender stereotypes wow. that you might have used or heard in the park are no longer, no longer being said. Um, so one New York Post article that I read, you know, kind of said until um, wokeness, as they're calling it, you know, overtook, you know, Disney could used to be really be counted on for safe, age-appropriate entertainment. Yeah, but now, why should parents continue to trust this company that is putting this kind of brainwashing into children's entertainment? Um, why should kids be getting any sort of gender identity lesson in a school or a theme park at all? And I think those are good questions. Yep. Um, it's also been exposed kind of through this expose, former employees, and, and Disney's definitely not denied it. They've just confirmed it that a Disney television animation executive director, Latoya, I'm going to say Ravenue, maybe is her last name. I apologize if that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, said that she is going to, quote, add queerness wherever she can. And also Disney's general entertainment content, content president, Carrie Burke, vowed at a meeting that Disney had that um, sort of was exposed um, that he is plans to make at least half of all, every character in the company's production LGBTQIA and racial minorities by the end of the year. Wow. Well, I mean, I generally, I don't care who's acting, if it's, you know, <laughs> a good storyline, really, that really is what matters right. in my opinion. Right. But the reality right. is, is half of those characters just actually doesn't reflect society. Half of our society is not LGBTQIA. Um, right. And so that's, you know, some of the concerns that are being brought up. Um, so that's part of it. Uh, Chelsea, let's talk about what happened in June during Pride Month. Yeah, so I this kind of like flew under the radar for me. Um, this was new information as I, you know, as we prepped for this um, episode. Uh, but back in June 2022, so this year, Disney hosted a Pride, um, they hosted a Pride parade and they hosted a Pride celebration 
but they also hosted um, like a pride program and a drag queen named Nina West, who's also made appearances on Blues Clues and taught kids to sing um, a song to the pride flag for the mm, rainbow colors mm-hmm, of the pride flag. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, starred in a show called This Is Me, the Pride Celebration Spectacular. What was interesting about this program was this was not streamed to Disney's um, streaming platform. They streamed it to Facebook and YouTube first as if they were trying to test the waters Mm -hmm. to see if it would be accepted. Because, right, Drag Queen Story Hour is, I'm not going to say it's big around the country. I'm saying it's trendy right now around the country. I actually don't know whether or not these Drag Queen Story Hours are packed with kids. Do you know? Like, so I don't. Yeah, I don't don't know if it's just the media, like, talking about it or if that's actually what's happening. I mean, my town does not have a Drag Queen Story Hour. Right. never, you know, seen that happen. So I thought it was interesting that they did it to different platforms than than just like putting it mm-hmm. right on Disney Plus and said, this is who we are. This is what we are going to stand for. Um, but this is a, a quote from an article that we pulled. It says, when you hear a whole new world sung by two people of the same gender, it's powerful. Or when you have someone who identifies as a woman singing a song like Kiss the Girl, that's magic. Now, for most of us parents, who like I still have the lyrics memorized. Yeah, to both it's a of Little Mermaid. Songs. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, my my cousin and I, when we were in the pool, like we acted out Little Mermaid like right. all summer long, right? Mm-hmm. But just recently, they announced that a drag queen, Disney, just announced that a drag queen is going to be in the next Marvel um, hero series in October of 2023. So I guess the waters were good. Yeah. They were acceptable and they decided, yeah, we're going to, we're going to go for it. This is what we're going to do. So let me, I'm going to go to this entertainment weekly quote. Um, This Nina West, this drag queen you were just referring to in the, Mm -hmm. this is me pride celebration. um, Spectacular thing that that they hosted entertainment Mm -hmm. weekly interviewed her. And um, that's where that quote just came from of, you know, Mm -hmm. it's magic when you hear a girl, a woman sing, kiss the girl. So Entertainment Weekly asks her and says, you know, why do you think this special, this, this is me, Pride Celebration Spectacular, is vital on the family-focused Disney Plus platform? Mm. Why is it vital on the family-focused Disney Plus platform? And she says, you know, di- this is her quoting, Nina West, her quoting, Disney is the gold standard, isn't it? It's the best. Everything is compared to a Disney movie or the action of a Marvel film the epic adventure of Star Wars or whatever. I'm grateful to be the first drag queen to walk through these doors and say, hey, families who are like me, you belong here. And she goes on to say there's this beautiful message, you know, about really inclusion um, in this special and how they're, they're really paving the way and making everybody feel, feel mm-hmm. a part of this and their stories are heard. And they talk mm-hmm. about how... Kermit the Frog is in the special too. And, you know, and at the, uh, there's a line at the end of the Muppet show that says, keep believing, keep pretending. And she says, this is what Disney is allowing us as queer people to keep believing, imagining, and seeing our stories. Not only do we get to say as queer people once upon a time, but now we get to say happily ever after. So um, reading that. I just. I just, I mean, we definitely have our own opinions. Like 
this, this is hard because we just grew up in a different time and they are making this normal. I want to kind of touch on, I just recently listened to, okay, so I'm going to touch on some podcasts here. Um, there is a podcast by Ali Beth Stuckey. Ali Beth Stuckey's um, podcast is called Relatable, and she goes through all sorts of um, political and cultural, but everything from a very Christian type of worldview. And she mm-hmm. recently had on episode 656, it was on August 8th, 2022, the family diversity myth Yeah, with um, Dr. Great. Brad Wilcox. And she um, what they what he says in here is, which I thought was really profound, is um, even though um, generally as a society, we know that children have the best success in a two parent biological home of a mom and a dad, mm-hmm. male mm-hmm. and a female, um, mm-hmm. that the Hollywood and the entertainment industry are all pushing these agendas. But what's interesting is the writers, the producers, the kind of people all behind the scenes that aren't really the, the famous ones, mm-hmm. that they are talking left, but walking right. Yeah. In the sense that they are pushing these agendas, but if you look, they are married. Yep. And they're in a heterosexual marriage and they are raising their children in a, yep. what is a normal way, not in a, um, let's free the oppression on children um, and every con- construct that seems to be, you know, holding them back, whether right. that be gender or whatever. Um, that's not actually the case. If you look at, you know, Los Angeles and these cities where um, all these movie producers and television producers and whatnot live, mm-hmm. there is an entire sect of um, heterosexual married couples raising children compared to the rest of, say, L.A. County, which is um, single mothers um, mm-hmm. and, and all that. So all that to say, I don't want to um, get down that rabbit hole. But the key is they're pushing these agendas, but they might not necessarily be living them. Like we're like, yep. why, why is this happening? And I think that's, right. I do want to touch on that. There's also an Ali Beth Stuckey podcast that is episode 639 and it's called the queerification of America. Oh, that one was good. It, everyone needs to listen to that. Everyone yes. needs to. And it's um, yeah. American kids, the queerification of American kids. And her, ho- her guest is James Riley, I believe. James Lindsay, sorry. James, James Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. And um, they explain queer theory in probably the most easy to understand way. Um, it's something that has been um, really kind of going on. Oh my goodness. I mean, really, we can even say since the 1800s, Marxism um, sort of poses some of these ideas, some philosophers. And, but mm-hmm. it, it really helps you understand why Disney might be doing this, why they're going yeah. in this direction. Um, why all of a sudden every single thing is about gender and LGBTQ and, and why, why they want our children, you know, so exposed to this. Right. So those two podcasts, I would say, are, are really, really great. And the mm-hmm. overarching goal, many people ask, well, why? Why is this all, <laughs> why is this all happening? And, right. And I would really say, and I'm not an expert in, in any means, but everything that I've read and everything that I've listen to and try to educate myself on is essentially the, the destruction of the family unit. Mm-hmm. And the book uh, we talked about in our resources, Love Thy Body by Nancy mm-hmm. Piercy. She goes into a lot of these type of 
explanations as to why would America as a whole or our government or whatever want to destroy the family unit. Um, so you can dive into those to understand some of the backstory of all of this. Because when you think, why is Disney having drag queens? Oh, I don't know, but eh, whatever, we'll just move on. That's the world. That's, mm-hmm. that's how most of us are responding. We really are. Because we mm-hmm. cannot make sense of it. This is so bizarre mm-hmm. that we're just like, I don't know what category to put this in, but mm-hmm. I grew up on Disney and, you know, there's probably things that my parents didn't love about it, but look, I'm fine. And so that's where we really want you to think about right now. You kind of have to go learn a little bit of the back history as to why this is an issue mm-hmm. so that you can make those decisions. Yeah. So, um, so let me, uh, first, (laughs) so as we recognize, right, that a lot of our brave listeners, um, you're really not quite sure what to do about it. And, you know, you carry on, do you cancel? What exactly do I first would like to distinguish that as we talk about what we, what decisions we make about Disney, this has zero to do with cancel culture. Yeah. Disney, Disney plus, let's just say you know, is a streaming service, the Disney parks. Well, that's a park that you go to, to be, you know, fun, be entertained. Um, We don't condone canceling or this cancel culture um, in any way. Generally, Mm -hmm. I believe, and what I've heard it to be explained, canceling involves silencing someone because you don't agree with them and you don't want their voice heard. Yeah. When we talk about, quote, canceling, we're literally talking about, like, canceling your Disney Plus subscription. Mm-hmm. Your four ninety nine or six ninety nine, whatever it costs, you know, a month um, to just not have that exposure in your home. That's the, when we say cancel, we literally mean stopping your service, or maybe you're even canceling a trip. You wanted to yeah. go to Disney, you know, next summer, and you're like, mm, yeah, I don't know, I just don't think that that's something I want to do, and you cancel mm-hmm. that. We're not talking about speaking out against Disney. They if they want to do it, they want to do it. That's not our role as Christians, but ultimately. Um, this is, we're talking about the service. We're talking about the park. We're talking about a movie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have a heart or soul. It's not an image bearer of God. We can say, you know, this is something we can cancel. We don't want in our lives. And we have the autonomy and the right to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be interacting with a streaming service um, that is pushing us away from God, that mm-hmm. is prohibiting us from really carrying out um, our mandates of spreading the gospel, Matthew 28. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about canceling, literally, the <laughs> yeah, canceling the yeah. subscription, canceling the trip, whatever that yeah. may look like if that's important to you. We're not trying to yeah. silence anyone. Yeah. No, I agree with you, Kelly. I mean, I think I know I've asked around because when we were prepping for this, I was like, well, I want to see what my other friends are doing. Just like, you know, how are they interacting with it? Because that's what, that's how Mm -hmm. I, that's how I work as a human, right? I talk to other people. Like when I had to have like the talk, I asked like all my girlfriends, like, how did you do it? What did you say? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like trying to gather as much information as I could, because it's hard to make these decisions. It's hard to know whether or not you're doing the right thing. Um, I think one of the things that maybe a lot of Christians feel, and I know that I've shared this with you and I've shared this with other people is right now, what we're facing in our culture feels really overwhelming. I don't know if it's because it happened so quickly or if it's because we've all become aware of it so quickly, or I'm not, I'm not really sure, but the, I think 
one of the things that we can say that would be hopeful for our listeners right now is to remember that the church has always faced issues over the course of history. Mm-hmm. Every single time the enemy ha- is, is not um, silent or um, he, he, he wants to destroy the church, right? That's his ultimate goal. So we are always going to face issues from culture. Um, for the last 30 years or so, I would say the issue of sexuality has been super duper prevalent since like the back in the 1970s, which our mm-hmm. listeners, if they listen to the James Lindsay podcast with Ali Bessek, he really goes back that far um, and a little bit further. But right now, this is our fight. This is our generation. And if we looked in history, you know, for the saints who came before us, there were other issues like Darwinism or, you know, heresies against the Trinity. And and we, they are the saints who went before us had to reconcile those things. Mm-hmm. They had to make us, you know, a stand and say, no, we're we're not going to take this lying down. That's absolutely wrong. But I just need you guys to remember, and I preach this for myself, is like, I'm not drawing the line in the sand. God's already done that. That's right. He's already drawn the line in the sand of what's moral and immoral. And I think for a lot of us, we're just kind of like, maybe freaking out a little bit, maybe overwhelmed because we're seeing everyone start taking sides. And for a company like Disney, that's always said they're family friendly for them to take that immoral side. It not only does it hurt as people who grew up watching Disney, but it also makes a second guess. Well, like I've always put my kind of like quote unquote trust in Disney. Right. They've always had acceptable programming for my, when I was a kid, like maybe, maybe I should still, you know, kind of like quote unquote, put my trust. Mm -hmm. In Disney, but I think we always need to remember that neutrality doesn't exist. Like these companies, our friends, our family members, they are going to take sides, not because they're drawing lines in the sand, but because God already has. There's right. no argument about that. We know that evil and good exist. We know that moral and immoral exist. We're just watching people take their sides. Right. So exactly. I mean, today, as best we can, right? We're going to try and approach this with as much grace and truth, like our Lord did. And simultaneously, like, be mindful that we are in this world, but we're not of this world. Right. And you get to choose as parents, your kids, your choice. Like, (laughs) if you want to cancel Disney, that's totally okay. Now, there might be some Christians who say, you know what, we didn't cancel Disney, but we don't watch any of those shows. And that's okay, too. Uh, Yeah. Like, we can't bicker and, like, start infighting over whether or not we cancel it. The, the ultimate goal is, no, we both believe, we've both standing on the side of morality. Right. We're just approaching it in different ways, but we absolutely believe that this is not acceptable. Yeah. Yeah. And that really, you know, it's the same kind of thing we talk about social media. There's always an agenda behind it. They always want to make money. Absolutely. Um, you know, so it's not like, oh yeah, this company exists as a nonprofit for my, you know, for the greater good. of That's not, that's not it. It's a company out there to make money. Right. And so... When, right. when we talk about these options that you quote may have, you know, I'm just not going to watch these certain things. I think it's really important and valuable for us to really delineate exactly what Disney is and all that it owns. Yeah. Because we can't just say cancel Disney as Christians. It, it, that's, I, don't, I don't think I even understood all that they owned. My husband would yeah. say, um, you know, they own this, you know, they own this. And so I made a, I have a list here. So this um, I'm just going to go through really fast <laughs> of all that Disney owns, because if you say, I'm going to cancel Disney, I'm going to boycott everything that they represent because it's antithetical to the Christian worldview. Well, mm-hmm. I just want you to know that that's really hard. And we don't want to be hypocrites out there. We don't want to be like, I never support Disney. But then you're watching 
one of the things, you know, that it already owns, you know, that it owns or whatnot. So, right. so here we go. This is what Disney owns. Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, which of course is Star Wars, mm-hmm. 20th Century Studios, which makes a lot of movies, ESPN, ABC, ABC News, Walt Disney Animation Studios, Touchstone Pictures, Walt Disney Pictures, The History Channel, Searchlight Pictures, Blue Sky Studios, A&E Networks, Lifetime, The Disney Channel, National Geographic, Hollywood Records, The Chronicles of Narnia franchise. That was a shock to me. Yeah. I didn't know they owned that. That kind of made I me didn't sad. I did either. I was like, oh. the, <laughs> the Pirates of the Caribbean franchise, Winnie the Pooh franchise, Indiana Jones franchise, Gray, Grey's Anatomy, The Muppets. They own 67% of Hulu. Wow. Now, that was just the initial list that Google told me. Mm. So reading this list makes me realize, you know, how much I have interacted with Disney while raising my kids without even knowing it. Mm-hmm. You know, and I could try and cut every single one of those things out of my life, but that would almost be really impossible. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, there's just probably no way. I can probably mm-hmm. guarantee that some of my favorite movies that I would say I'd watch on repeat or whatever is probably somehow tied to Disney, even though mm-hmm. there's no agenda about gender or LGBTQIA or anything being spoken mm-hmm. to my children that I feel is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. am I going to ca- look at these and try and cancel all of it? I personally am not. There's just no way that I, I could do that. And honestly, I think that it could be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. you know, the question is, Always, and this is what we say when we talk about media and technology with Brave Parenting, you need to know what it is your, especially your young kids are watching and yeah. are being exposed to. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a matter of just kind of pre-viewing, um, pre-watching or pre-kind of looking into what this show is. Mm-hmm. It's also a matter of having these conversations because the mm-hmm. world, not just Disney, Disney is not the only one who's trying to spread this agenda. It's all over the yep. place. So yep. you can't just say cancel Disney and up. Oh, I don't have to have that LGBTQIA conversation with my kids. Yeah. You know, that's, that's so key right there, yeah. Kelly. Like maybe we should repeat that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> As the just thinking podcast says, it's so nice. I, you've got to say it twice. Say it twice. I know. I really think we need to get a Hammond on here, but no. <laughs> everyone keeps shutting me down and I'm not like really so. sure why. <laughs> No, um, but it's true. It's yeah. so true. We, we have to stop. Yes. The conversations yeah. are essential. Yes, they really are. Yeah. Because we have a book of hope, right? So as we are like overwhelmed interacting with all of this immorality, I, I just, I can I just, can I read a very quick verse from the Bible real please. quick? I mean, oh, please, please yes. bring Is that bring what it. we do on this, this is what show? we do. do we Turn do? some pages. Okay, fantastic. I love it. I'm so excited. Okay, so this is coming from 1 Corinthians. It's um, chapter 6, verses 9 through 11. Mm-hmm. Paul's written to the church at Corinth. They are struggling with some serious immorality. You can read about that in the very first part of the book. Um, but Paul writes to them at verse 90. He says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither the sexually immoral, nor the idolaters, nor the adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor greedy, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were, past tense, were some of you. 
but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the spirit of our God. Here's the deal. There is a ton of immorality out there, but we have this sufficient word, Mm -hmm. this sufficient God, the sufficient spirit, the sufficient sacrifice of Jesus Christ that says, as such were some of you. Mm -hmm. So while this is evil and ugly and we don't really know what to do with it, we have hope that when God says he's going to do something, he's going to do something. When he's going to do a work in a person's heart, it's going to be a complete 180 of that person. And like these people are lost and they're broken and they're trying to understand who they are, gender, and, and all is that we're facing, this is an identity issue, but we have this hope that we're image bearers of God. We have this hope that he has washed us and sanctified us and says, as were some of you. Mm-hmm. Right. So while you're having these discussions with your kids, don't leave it with, well, hand basket, sort of, you know, we're, we're in a hand basket and that's basically what it's come to. No, no, we have this hope, this incredible hope that God can do a work. Like that is beautiful. That is right. That is the best thing the world will ever hear. Yeah. And when we're having these conversations, it is about scripture. It's not about how yes. I feel about no. the LGBTQIA issue. It's, it's not at all. I, no. I have yeah. friends who would identify in, that, in those categories. I have people I work with. And I love those people. I don't agree that that biblically what they're doing is right. But there you could have said that about some of the things I did in in my life before I was a Christian. I mean, that's just how it is. It's when we (laughs) when we teach our kids, it is what does scripture say about this? It's not hey, drag queens, you know, that is uh uh you don't even look at that, da da da, that's terrible. Right. You know, no, what does scripture say about this? When we are saying, Hey, we're not watching this Disney show, why? Why? Because, because, I mean, this is a, this is an issue that God has an issue with. <laughs> right. This is a topic right. that God speaks very clearly about. Right. And, you know, my scripture that I want to, you know, kind of touch on this when we think about how much I know, I mean, I'm sure so much of you feel the way, same way Chelsea and I do is, oh, it's just exhausting. I hate the media just constantly going on about this. And you just feel so weary and it's so divisive. So, it is. I mean, yeah. We are just at war with one another over some mm-hmm. of these topics. And James mm-hmm. 4 says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? And I'm actually yeah. reading from my NIV because it just happens to be yeah. right here next to me. Yeah. Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? You want Girl. something, but don't get it. You kill, you covet, but you cannot have what you want. Yep. You quarrel and fight. You don't have because you do not ask God. When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with the wrong motives that you may spend it on and get your own pleasures. And then yeah. verse four of James four, you adulterous people. Now remember, adulterous at that time was more like syncretism, like you are following God as in, um, you know, Yahweh, you know, Jesus Christ, and you are also following all these other gods. That's mm-hmm. what these adulterous people, you were, you were, you know, Double-minded. Mm-hmm. You are following yes. everything. I am following God. A lot, of, a lot of Christians are like that today. I'm following God, but I also follow, you know, LGBTQIA. I can have both, right? Yep. You adulterous people. Don't you know that friendship with the world is hatred toward God? Yep. Anyone who chooses to be a friend of the world becomes an enemy of God. 
Yep. Or do you think that scripture says without reason that the spirit that he caused to live in us, the indwelling Holy Spirit, envies intensely, yep. but he gives more grace. God opposes mm-hmm. the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that there's any um, lack of irony in the fact that pride is what they call you know, their month. They're so yeah. proud. But the Bible speaks yeah. so much against pride yeah. and the evilness of pride. Um, he's yeah. opposed to pride. Um, these are the conversations we can have with our kids. We bring in scripture. We talk about it. It's not about hatred and being divisive with the culture and society, but it is about not loving the world because loving the world is enmity with God. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. a lot of us need to perhaps really look at these verses and make a, a clear break with the world. I mean, yeah. really, I mean, there's a lot of us who <laughs> allow the television um, to mm-hmm. raise their children. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not like patting my back, but this is not what I've, I've actually, we never ever watch TV <laughs> this, mm-hmm. you know, this summer, mm-hmm. um, I probably is the, the most because my kids were all working full time and I actually allowed Disney plus and, um, Netflix to be on the television. Cause I figure if they're working all day, they're not in school, want to come home, they want to relax. We'll, they can watch a little television. Um, mm-hmm. but in our house, summertime is the TV is the only TV time. When school mm-hmm. starts back, we cancel mm-hmm. subscriptions. Yep. That's, that's how we operate. So yes, I did have Disney yeah. plus. Yep. Um, yeah. yes, we, I put filters on it. Yeah. I don't allow, especially even with Netflix, I'm not allowing everything to come through. Oh my gosh. That's another podcast. And I, yeah. And I, and I have teenagers. <sighs> yeah. I have teenagers. Yeah. I mean, 15, um, 15 and 16 are the ages in my house. Um, they know, they fully know mm-hmm. what's going on in the world. They mm-hmm. see it all. These are conversations and struggles. <clears throat> and it's not like I'm, you know, I have kindergartners, yeah. but I'm still, I'm still not letting that exposure because like all things, the more exposure, the more it just becomes normal. The more it just becomes desensitized to this. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll just like, I'll throw it out there. Like we, we agree on the exact same things, but we do it differently. Like, for example, we have canceled Disney. I know you guys still have it. My husband and I made the decision like, no, we're not going to renew it. We don't want to put our money towards this company that um, believes in these ideologies and is promoting this. And and we were okay with it. Now, granted, I did not realize that gigantic list you just read like earlier. Right. But we've always been a family. We didn't, we've never had Netflix and we've never had cable service um, with our kids around. We did before kids, but we just didn't, because one of my biggest fears as a parent is for my kids to accidentally find something right Mm -hmm. on my, on my watch. And that just terrifies me. Um, But that that's okay. What Kelly's doing is completely okay. What I'm doing is completely okay. But we both agree that the the ideology, the pushing it on kids, <clears throat> that God created them man and woman, that there is hope for the for unbelievers, that we have um, perfect and sufficient truth, that we can speak to our neighbors and our friends and even maybe our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who maybe are not on the same page with us, who maybe been doing the synchronizing of their faith, right? We That's what Kelly and I are, are unified on. We're, the issue is not whether or not we've canceled or whether we haven't can- canceled. The issue is is standing firm in God's truth, um, you know, kind of like linking arms and arms. Our kids are behind us and we're in front of them, right? We're taking, mm-hmm. we're going to take the shot, not our kids. And, and it's hard. I'm not going to lie to you. Not being a super media saturated family is hard. 
you know, we, we have a ton of board games. We have a ton of card games. My kids play outside all day long and they're still, you know, they're upper middle school. Um, I, I can't sometimes get them to come in for school. Um, and that's the culture in our family that we have because we don't do media, right? right? Because we don't do a ton of television. Um, yeah, I have to yeah, say, this, yeah, having Netflix for the first time ever this summer, my kids raced to watch Stranger Things. I mean, yeah. they wanted yeah. to, because they wanted to understand what all their friends talked about. It's it's hard. My it middle schooler comes hard. home and she's like, "Can I please watch it?" And I'm like. Oh, sweet darling, no. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but I held out. So, I mean, honestly, my did. the one you who did, yeah. the one who really <laughs> the only one who really watched it. I mean, he turned sixteen in November. I mean, I've really <laughs> I've held out a long time. So, um, all that all that to say, um, you know, it's about somewhat. Sometimes it's holding out until they're mature enough to to be able to be exposed to certain things. But it, it there is a simultaneous. You can't just hold out and not have conversations. As yeah, we've said. we're talking about it constantly. Yeah, it, it needs yep. to be. We are instilling a biblical worldview so that yep. when they do watch Stranger Things or they do, um, you know, watch whatever it is that's owned by Disney. You know, maybe it's the Buzz Lightyear movie. Yeah, that, that is out there that has a homosexual um, scene and character. Um, yeah, when they do watch that the stuff, they can process it through this biblical worldview. They can yeah. say, yeah, the movie was okay. Yeah, I didn't love that part, you know, yeah. because I think that that's, you know, opposed to, to, to God's mandate. But I mean, yeah. it was an okay movie, right? I mean, that's, yeah. that's really ultimately our goal is for them to process it and not be like, oh yeah, that's totally mm -hmm. normal. Yeah, that's great. Mm -hmm. You know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, you know, mm -hmm. you don't have to hate it. You don't have to, you know, refuse in front of your friends. I've never seen that movie because it's got this. Hey, it's all about knowing in your mind. I mean, you can do that, but but what we really want our children to be able to do is process all things through scripture, to think biblically yep. as you're thinking yep. biblically. Yeah. So kind of as we wrap this up, I just want to leave some in, encouraging, um, thought-provoking questions. You know, as we look at um, whether it be entertainment, um, the celebrity culture, the movie culture, Disney, all of that, it really ultimately has nothing to offer us as Christians. Amen. Mm -hmm. It really doesn't. And then I, mm -hmm. I referred back to in our resources, enter the book by Neil Postman, Entertaining Ourselves to Death. Mm -hmm. This is where we're at. If mm -hmm. we say we cannot live without Disney, yeah, we need to go revisit this idea of why is entertainment so important to us? Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Mm -hmm. And that's really the more, um, the deeper question that needs to be answered in your home is why do you have such a um, adulterous love affair with entertainment? <laughs> why mm -hmm. is it, you know, take up mm -hmm. so much of your heart? And so as you really evaluate that, um, answer those questions for yourself to, in order to be able to make decisions for your children, consider these questions. Number one, is there any glory for God in it? Is Disney glorifying God in any way? Mm -hmm. uh, two, does it grieve the Holy Spirit? And because if you're mm -hmm. thinking about issues instead mm -hmm. of um, thinking about Disney stuff or whatever, um, and you're being maybe swayed a certain way, that grieves the Holy Spirit. Doing mm -hmm. things and watching things and enjoying things that are sinful grieves the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. uh, number three, is it a good use of my time? Friends, Girl, I'm just going to be question. honest. I know. 
if you're not reading, if you're not yes. reading your Bible, I'm just going to say it is a waste of your time. Don't, yeah. It's just absolutely futile. Don't. Yeah. If you, yeah. if you get up, go to work, come home, eat dinner, and then watch TV. And I'm sorry if that feels judging, but that's a, that's a lot of the world. And, not a, and you call yourself a Christian and not a single part of your day involves anything related to God, um, your, your relationship, um, reading scripture, praying, yeah. anything like yeah. that, then yes, yeah. that is not a good use of your time. Yeah, it's true. Uh, yep. It's true. And that's for anything. I mean, it's, athletic, sport, yeah. right? It's, it's anything. not just entertainment. Yeah, it's sorry. True. Yeah. Uh, number four, um, does it please the Lord? That mm. Does Disney please the Lord? That's an easy question, I think, honestly. But again, um, you know, it all just depends the context that you have and your family. And um, does just having a subscription and paying them $5 a month, does that hurt? You know, but these are questions right. again. You can ask. Uh, number five, is it worldly? Well, that's, that's, an, that's a yes. I mean, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's easy. <laughs> I answered that one for you. So there you go. Right. <laughs> but, and, but that's, that's most of it. Like that's most of the stuff we interact with, right? It's all, it's all going to be worldly, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. It's whether or not we recognize it as worldly. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. And six, Mm -hmm. and this is, I think where it really boils down to is what impression does my involvement with it give to those around me and to the world? Yeah. Yeah. What impression, um, does my involvement give? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, non-Christians, when you make this line in the sand, um, and like, I'll joke. I'll tell the story. We drew a line, this arbitrary line in the sand for whatever reason when our kids were young against SpongeBob SquarePants. I believe is his official name. <laughs> so, someone at church said to us, oh, we don't um, let our kids watch SpongeBob. We actually told them SpongeBob doesn't love Jesus. And we actually, we thought that was funny. And um, so we, we literally... <laughs> For better or worse, we did the same exact thing. We were like, oh, no, we don't watch SpongeBob. He doesn't love Jesus. And um, so even today, I'm talking 10, 15 years later, someone will say, mention SpongeBob at work. And my initial, I know where this is going. My initial, what I want to say, my reflex is SpongeBob doesn't love Jesus. Yeah. And let me, if I say that, they are going to look at me like I am crazy. <laughs> and even if I talk about one well, night, I never let my kids watch SpongeBob. People still a little bit look at me like I'm crazy. It's true. Um, yeah. And so some of these convictions, yeah. we just need to keep silent. We, we can keep quiet. It's, we don't have to voice them to the world and show how self-righteous we are. Yeah. Um, these, are yeah. these are decisions that we make consciously and privately with the Lord for mm-hmm. the, the growth and the sanctification um, mm-hmm. of in our relationship, it isn't mm-hmm. anything again that we're trying to cancel these certain things of the world. We can choose quietly to reject them, right? Um, and if right. someone asks, "Oh, do you know? Do you want to go watch this? You know, whatever, maybe Disney movie or that you didn't, you know, maybe agree on?" Like I personally was not gonna go watch Buzz Lightyear movie. Um, I even reject it, and I'm a big Harry Potter fan. Um, I know you do too. To oh my um, gosh, yeah. we rejected the, Dumbled- the Dumbledore the, yeah. because yeah. even though I wanted to see it, I wasn't going to pay my money for it. And I'm not going to go right. announce that to right. everybody. Right. So that's really kind of where it is. <laughs> I mean, does my yeah. involvement with it, if, if I was to go there and people know that I have, say, Brave Parenting Platform or whatever, people saw me there, would they think that I'm condoning 
that in the movie? Yeah. You know, I don't yeah. know. But yeah. but you you do have to think about what does my involvement with this sort of thing give to the world? And so that's something you can yeah. also discuss with your kids. Hey, I don't yeah. agree with everything about Disney, but for the summer, we know we do love Star Wars or, you know, we do love um, the History Channel or yeah. National Geographic. And so for National the summer, yeah. you know, we're going yeah. to, we're, we are going to pay $5 a month that we're going to go ahead and have, you know, but we, we, we have to agree, or we're going to basically say that, you know, as mom and dad, we don't agree with where Disney's going, Yeah. but they own the companies that we do enjoy and, yeah. and that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like, uh, I just want to, for parents out there who are like, okay, we're going to cancel Disney, but now what do we do? Like, what if our kids go over to a friend's house, right? And the friend, the family that we know has Disney. I will sometimes, I communicate. I'm pretty transparent about things, not like in a post on Facebook or social media or anything like that, but I'll text the mom or uh, normally the mom, I don't text dads. Um, and I'll just have a quick conversation like, Hey, you know, I just want to let you know that we're, we're not a media family. Um, would you mind just like sending me a quick text? Like if they're going to watch a movie or something, just to make sure that I'm okay with it <clears throat> because mm -hmm. I, I want that other family to know that, you know, we have some boundaries in place. There are some things we don't let our kids watch. They might let their kids watch that. And nine times out of 10, I have really great conversations Absolutely. with other parents mm -hmm. about why we're doing the things we're doing. And it's, it always turns out really, really good. Like really, really, really good. I, I you know, Kelly, you were talking about, um, you know, if you were at, you know, the Dumbledore movie and someone knows you have the platform that you have and, you know, what would you, Paul says something in Corinthians where um, he says, I, when I, like, when I come down from preaching, um, I don't want to do anything that would disqualify myself. Mm -hmm. I don't want to tell you all these things about God and all this scripture and tell you that I've been washed and sanctified and blah, blah, blah. But, but then I come off the stage and I disqualify myself by my behavior, my life choices. Right. and living before our kids, not even just like our friends and family members who aren't believers, but living before our kids saying, yeah, I trust Jesus. I know he's sanctifying me. I, I believe all of these things. I'm, I'm choosing his side in that line in the sand that's been drawn. But then we give our silent approval by allowing certain shows or media content into our own lives. How does that disqualify us in front of our children? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, we've really, really got to be careful. Mm -hmm. Really got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. So those questions you said earlier, those are great filtering questions. Just to sit, sit with your heart and the Lord and the Holy Spirit, and ask Him, like pray and ask Him, like Lord, I need, I need help because I don't see it. So I need, I need Your help to see what's going on in my life, where my, why my heart is so troubled right now. Mm -hmm. Because maybe it's you're engaging in sin you don't even realize, right? Because it's just become normal. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And James also says, you know, if you lack wisdom, ask God. He, he, ask him. he wants to give you wisdom. So absolutely. That's, yeah. That's where I'd really probably really want to leave us on this topic mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. um, ask, ask the Lord for wisdom and what it is that um, how you want to lead your family and what is the Lord leading you to do. And mm -hmm. he will guide you and, and just constantly keep pursuing um, this thinking biblically through media through the technology, through the exposure that your kids may have, um, mm -hmm. it, it takes work. But that's, it's, it's a beautiful work. It's a really beautiful work. So any other final thoughts, Chels? 
I don't. You know, I just want to let parents know that I, I'm like the people who listen. I pray for you guys. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm praying that you make brave choices. I'm praying you have brave conversations. I'm praying for Kelly and I that we are you know, faithful to God's word. Um, because it, that's what it all revolves around is just being, um, I don't know, being faithful to the Lord, like right before him, we live quorum Deo in the face of God. Right. He sees everything, whether we think he does or not, he already does, you right. know? So let's, let's keep that in the forefront of our minds as we make our decisions and go about our day. Absolutely. So I'll link in the show notes to the podcast that we talked about, as well as the books that we talked about here in the show that, so you can dive deeper. If you have any questions, any um, suggestions for us, for other podcasts, anything that you want to communicate with us, you can email us at podcast at braveparenting.net. Thanks so much for listening, joining in. Please share with your um, other Christian friends so that um, the message can get out. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And until next time, go and be brave. Bye, guys. Bye.